Kickass Pickens Jackson. We are good to go. With more of the Matt Wyatt Show. Coming to you direct and live. Hour number two of the show, off and running with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance all across the great state of Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau Insurance agents. Text, call, comment. Watching on Facebook on the Murray West Live thread, Melissa says... Watching you guys walk out was one of the coolest things I've seen in Davis Wade. Seeing Coach with that smile leading the way, just awesome. We enjoyed seeing all of you so much. Good times and great memories. Well, you too, Melissa, you and Matt, great to see y'all. Every time I shake, I always think I have big hands, and then I shake Matt's hand. And that's a real big hand. <laughs> and Coach Cheryl, yeah, he had that. That we call it, we joked with him. He said he like Moses walking out with that big stick. Not just a, he didn't have a cane. He had a big walking stick. And he said, well, Coach Cheryl does indeed, literally and figuratively, carry a big stick. So uh, glad y'all enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. And no, we could not hear the music. All we could hear was the crowd. I didn't know what song they played uh, when we came out. All right, listen, I'm going to play a little catch-up here with some of the texts on the Country Pleasing text line. From hour one, staying connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire. Customer inspired. Jason in Flagstaff says, Was that game really as bad as it looked and sounded? <laughs> He's out in Arizona. He said he accidentally had the radio broadcast just a bit ahead of television. He said, So when you were saying, What are we doing? He said, It's showing on TV and was doubly infuriating. And I, I guess so. Yeah, there was a stretch, uh, just a little s- sequence there in the second half, and it was late. And, you know, like, it's a, what, 21-point game. So there's always this idea of, you know, if there's enough time left, you get a quick score, things can change really quickly. I've seen it happen before. So there's always, you're holding out this little bit of hope. The reality was, though, you could watch the offense and tell, look, they ain't scoring. They're not going to score in this game. And, and but even though you, you, it just you weren't going to go down the field and score, even that game gets out of hand. There's not really enough time left. To me, there's just a certain way the whole operation has to be has to has to work. And I especially when you look at it from an offensive standpoint. You know, so, like, I'm old enough, I don't ever try to get on here and try to sound like I associate 100% with modern 2023 football, but there are a lot of things that are the same even 25 years ago when I was playing, and that is it does not matter what the score is. It does not matter what the inevitable result is. If I'm the quarterback on the field, there's a certain way this thing's going to run with a certain urgency and we're going to we're going to get calls in, we're going to get them in in time on the play clock. I'm managing the clock and I'm trying to score. If I've got one snap left, I'm still trying to score on it. That's just what you do. And there was a time when you had a true freshman quarterback on the field late in the game. Yes, it's out of hand. But you're trying to move the ball and he lines up and it's supposed to be a, you know, four wide, two by two 
formation, but he only had three receivers on the field. You had 10 players on the field. You're missing the 11th. And he's looking at the sideline trying to get someone's attention and yelling and screaming, I need a player, I need a player. And eventually you're forced to take a timeout when the sideline realized it. And I just didn't like that you had a true freshman quarterback having to beg the sideline for another player, and we didn't have enough people on the sideline who also realized there's only 10. What are y'all looking at? And I'm not talking about just coaches. I'm talking about players. Listen, I have stood on the sideline on the bench a lot in my career. <laughs> I was not in the game. Okay, I was not in the huddle. But if I'm there, especially if I'm one of the ones, headset, backup QB, maybe I'm signaling, but i got to watch everything, I know quicker than he knows if we don't have enough. And I'm going, receiver, receiver, we don't have enough. we got 11 receivers. Somebody... How do you have 60, 70 people that are just kind of staring out in the space? Uh, I hope this, let's hope this ends quickly. Uh, well. That's what it looked like. And my true freshman quarterback is screaming, I need a guy, I need a guy, I need a guy. And that's why I said on the broadcast, what are we doing? Jason also said, Amen to that. I don't get much right, but I knew better than the Will Rogers sucks nonsense. That kid was good from the moment he got here. Uh, I've got several texts I want to get to here. Uh, Daniel in Madison. What up, Daniel? He said, he says, thank you. I've been arguing with some friends of mine ever since Will started playing that there were other things happening. It wasn't him. Uh, thanks for speaking the truth. Gill in Denver, Colorado. Rocky Mountain High, Colorado. Uh, Gill says, um, not sure many state fans will admit this. He says, but one reason this season feels so poor is that Ole Miss is having a great year. Hard not to compare. Well, and it is true. I, I've, you know, said that, uh, especially for a lot of people, this is for a lot of old school folks. You know, there's always a comparison thing going on. I mean, there's just, and you know, it's hard to avoid it, but there is a reality to it, right? Like it puts pressure on you. There's always sort of a hopscotch thing that goes on in a state like this when you have two teams and not just one. Uh, CB95, and then I'm coming to the phone lines. CB95, text the show. Another sports talk host almost had me fooled. That and He told me who he's talking about there. He was actually talking about Bo in the mornings. He said, another sports talk host had me fooled that Will was the problem, but you, Matt, were saying not the problem. I figured I would just sit back and see how thing go, things go. The rest is history. Now I hope. Now I know. He says, thanks for the heads up because it could have been different, right? Yeah, you know, and my thing is, like, you know, you, you probably heard it here, too. There were times I say, like, Will's not above criticism. He's not perfect. He's not playing perfect games. He's not playing the position perfectly. He's not Tom Brady. Nobody's saying that. It's just that you're looking to try to get at the heart of an issue with State's offense earlier this year. Well, he wasn't at the heart of the issue. That was really clear. And all you had to do was watch the film. But, but in order to watch the film, you have to know what you're watching. 
Okay, and and this is not trying to one up everybody. I'm just simply fortunate enough that you know God gave me a body to play ball. Therefore, I played ball. Therefore, I got to sit in meeting rooms and film rooms with great coaches in high school and great coaches in college and a little bit after college. And then since then, in a professional arena, talk with people about it and study and converse with former players and learn more and learn from coaches who are coaching now. I just have all that experience of watching all this film. So I'm able to look at it sometimes and see something. (laughs) And then I hear people that, here's the thing with me, I don't mind anybody having an opinion, but just preface it. Like, show us what you're basing it on. Okay, don't talk to me or to our audience on this radio station or any other as if you're in a position of authority about play calling or offensive schemes or X's and O's or a quarterback position and the mechanic. Don't talk with authority on that stuff if you have no authority on it. And if you just say, hey, look, maybe I'm not an authority, but just based on my limited experience, this is what it looks like. Okay, that's fine. Everybody's got an opinion. But don't sit there. Okay, and drum a guy up into being the worst thing ever when, frankly, you don't know what you're looking at. And that's clear. How can So that was my whole thing the whole time. Just watch a film. It's really that simple. And if you can't watch film, just say it. We respect that more than pretending as though you know what you're looking at. All right, over to the phone line. They are stacked up. The Divinity Equipment phone line. Brad. On line one. What's up, Brad? Matt, I think everybody that was watching the game or listening to you on the radio Saturday night, they appreciated hearing your frustration on the call because that's how we all felt <laughs> when you just, like you was just saying, you know, what are we doing out here? I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I can say with 100% confidence too, Brad, I've said that to myself. <laughs> before also on the field. I've had teammates and coaches look me square in the eye and say, Matt, what are you doing? And sometimes you don't have right. an answer, you know, and 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 I so you know, that's another experience thing. Been on both sides of it and you just you you know, especially for older players, you want to see them be in a position where all the little things are sharp and taken care of where they can just go play. And I that that offense just ain't anywhere near that right now. Now, you know, I guess it's just disappointing because on paper it starts season, you know, with so many starters coming back from last year's team, offense and defense, you know, you know, wasn't looking to go undefeated or eight wins or nine wins, but, you know, knew we should be competitive most weeks with all the players we had coming back. Just It just hasn't been that way all year. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, I, it fooled me, Brad. Hey, look, I'm just being honest with you, man. It, it fooled me because I really believe that experience is a huge thing because it's the one thing that you really can't speed up and you can't solve it quickly. When you have tons of seniors and older guys, especially in a system that's already there, I value it, and and I really valued it in evaluating this team coming in. And, and I have to admit, all those people who said State was going to finish last, they look like the smart ones. <laughs> I look I look like the dumb one because I thought with all that experience coming back that it was going to translate into overachieving. But I think, Brad, in reality, just if you look at offense, just as an example, 
when you do a total makeover from a from a scheme standpoint, you you get that's you throw your experience away. That's basically what you've done. Um, so I mean, hindsight, you know, wish we would you know kept a little bit of the system from last year, added some more run plays, but you know, obviously yeah. our offense coordinator saw things different, wanted to go complete completely different direction. Yeah, but. Well, and I'll tell you this, Brad, I wouldn't, I do not hold somebody like Kevin Barbet accountable for, like, expecting him to run an offense he doesn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was, Kevin Barbet has had a lot of success as an offensive coordinator running this same style of offense that he's tried to install at State. That's what, you know, and he's never run the air raid. He's never coached an offense where the lineman had big wide splits like he did for three years under Mike Leach. He's never coached an offense that threw it at times 45 or 48 times in a game. And I, if, if, I, if you hire him and bring him in, I wouldn't dare sit here as an analyst and hold his feet to the fire for not doing it. He's never done it. So All it's right. like... They, I think, just as a program, Coach Arnett and everybody else made the decision they wanted to get away from it, and uh, that's why they hired um, Coach Barbe. And and look, and Kevin is sharp; he's been good. And I do believe, like, you could probably put him in a lot of places and give him time and recruit to it, and eventually he's going to have a good offense. It's just you don't have time. This is a one-year makeover, and we're kind of seeing it struggle right now. All right. Yep. So. Always next week. Yep, <laughs> always next week. Go to go to Texas. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate you. Hell State. Hell State. Thanks for the call. Robert on line two. What's up, Robert? Thanks for being patient. Hey, Matt. Not a problem. Uh, I feel I've been a State fan all my life. Went to school there, graduated there. Love the university. Never will leave it. But this year, I was sort of like what you said a while ago, where you were expecting things to be a lot better. Mm. I feel like a kid that got a pair of socks for Christmas. <laughs> and I don't know where the problem was. But I've been very, very supportive of Ornette. Mm-hmm. But I have moved to the conclusion we need to clean house. I, and, and I'm just a dummy. <laughs> but going back to some of your comments earlier where you were looking for someone to apologize for blaming all this on Will, mm-hmm. hey, when he's there getting his bottom knocked off from no protection, people not being where they're supposed to be, blocks not being where they're supposed to be, it comes down to coaching. Am I wrong in that well, process? Right. No, it's you know, it's certainly what's going on in front of him. You know, and that's the other thing. Like, you know, your offensive line also went through a huge like transition. I mean, yeah, you got fifth and six year seniors up there that have played a ton of football, but then now we're asking them to do something they hadn't done since high school and it doesn't happen overnight. I, I thought it would and, and especially early in the year 
they'd run two great plays and then run two bad ones. You know, it was so inconsistent, and that really did have an effect on Will also. I agree. And I was, you know, they announced before the season they were changing it up as far as our offense. But I don't know how you could just take something that for the last several years has been pretty productive. And just throw it in the trash can, and then here we're going to go this way. Well, it just makes no sense to me. Well, and Robert, like, you know, I was saying earlier, trying to really be honest about it, and is let's say there's been a lot of times where a new coach said to himself, okay, I want to do something totally different, and it's going to take us a little while to build it. Okay, that's not unusual. That happens. And you go, okay, in order to, to do this, it's going to take us a little while to build it. And so, therefore, I'm taking a down-the-road approach, right? And, and for right, wrong, and different, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But we can find the examples. I remember when Coach Croom was hired, he said, you know, we're not going to win much for the first couple of years. He said it publicly. Now, that's a long time ago. It's just an example. But some coaches come in, change it up, take a down-the-road approach. They're looking three, four years down the road. Or some coaches come in and they take a right-now approach. Their approach is there is no two years from now. It doesn't exist. Okay, the Lord may come back in, you know, the offseason, and we don't play in 2024. I want to win in 2023. You know, when Mullen was hired, Mullen came in and took a right-now approach, and he only won five games that first year. But by George, they sure were better than they were the year before. And then after that, they went on the program even – during and after Mullen, the program went on a 13-year bowl run. This looks has the look of a down-the-road approach. And why you and I are scratching our head was we felt like you didn't have to take a down-the-road approach because you had Will, you had all these seniors and stuff coming back. That's That'd be the best way I could sum it up. Yep, but in that same, in that same phrase, would you not do particularly in your first year? Would you not try to do sort of a transition? This is what I got. Just what you said. Yeah. This is what I got. And then let's start trying to put these other pieces in, do more of this, but still basically keep what we got, which has been productive. Yeah. yeah. And just transition to the other. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, I I, 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 I do not know, Matt. But I do know this, Robert. It, I know you, I know sat, I know Saturday I felt like I was sitting there with friends watching and they was wanting to flip over to the Alabama game and I said, Nope, my T V. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> never touch never touch but, Robert's T V. But at a point I was about ready to switch over to it. But yeah. but still I mean, I've gone through this, Lord. Like I said, I'm 64. Yeah, well, you have I've been, been through it. I've been through that all my life. <laughs> I've been through this. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. I've got used to the other. Well, my hat's off to you. And, Robert, you did give us the line of the day when you said, this feels like you got socks for Christmas. <laughs> Appreciate that. Hey, and thank, <laughs> thank you for the call. Call me anytime, all right? Hey, man. Y'all doing a great job. Thank you. (laughs) Feel like I got socks for Christmas. (laughs) Uh, Just in time to get over. Oh, is he gone? 
Hey, Beaver, did more bully leave? Yeah, he doesn't have time for this. I thought we've established more bully has no time to wait. And then he'll call back, though. Doesn't it take more? Doesn't it waste more time to wait all that time? Hang up just before we come to you and then call us back eventually anyway. More bully wherever you are. We love you. Hey, and it was good to see you, more bully, at Country Meat Packers in Florence. Appreciate you stopping by. He might have even gotten some free stuff too. And I just want to throw this out there from Jack, who is recognizing my rep. All right, he's on the live stream on Facebook. Jack, hey to you. Thanks for watching. And he commented on the Murray West live thread. I just now realized I have my Kansas City Chiefs hat on. And says, Matt, I know that you're a college guy. But you're the only Kansas City fan I know who was tomahawk chopping prior to Mahomes getting there. He says, while on Super Talk, you were always a Kansas City guy. Enjoy it, my friend. Yes. I will enjoy it. Thank you very much. Because let me tell you something, Jack. You're exactly right. Prior to Mahomes getting there, it was not pretty. And it was not always easy. People go, you got an NFL team you root for? Well, I kind of always like the Chiefs. And then they'd go, oh, sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah, well, in your face. Because we just, you know, the Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins. Oh, this, the offense is so great and Tua, and I mean, they can't stop. Look how fast we are. Tyreek hit. We'll beat you here, or we'll beat you in Germany. We just beat you wherever. Super Bowls, division titles. College stuff ain't going too good right now, so. Y'all stick around. It's go time. Let's go. With a Matt Lyons show. Ready to talk sports the Mississippi way with you. So get in on the conversation and tell him what you think. All right, listen. I may have just come up with <laughs> the greatest analogy to describe what Robert and I were talking about. You know, uh, either the down-the-road approach we're going to change the offense that's going to work down the road, but not now. Or the now approach. of I'm not changing anything because I want to win now, and we'll change it down the road if we have to, but we're not changing anything. <laughs> the homecoming queen told me, it's like getting a bunch of chickens because you love omelets. You want to have omelets, and you want to make omelets for breakfast. And then after you get all them chickens, you wake up, they make great eggs, they lay great eggs, they're great layers. <laughs> And you wake up one morning and decide, you know what? I don't want omelets. I think I want sausage. (laughs) And you look out there at them chickens and go, hey, y'all make me some sausage. I don't want omelets. I want sausage. (laughs) And those chickens are like, what does he want? When all you got to do is go buy country-pleasing sausage. And in just a minute, I'm going to give you a trivia question. And the first correct answer will be the winner of 100 Smackaroos. A $100 gift card to Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 in Florence. You'll be able to walk in there and say country-pleasing, please. And they will 
Give you whatever you want, $100 worth. You can spend it on whatever you want. $100 worth of hats, $100 worth of boudin, $100 worth of sausage, whatever it is you want. That's coming up in just a bit. But right now, none other than more bully is back on the Divinity Equipment phone line. More bully, I knew you'd be back. Thanks for uh, being patient earlier. Yeah, you better thank me, buddy. That's all I got for you. <laughs> hey, I was hey, to come up to Tupelo, Mississippi, and sell something. It was good to see you last week. You too. Until you ditched me today. No, it wasn't my fault. Total disregard. I just didn't want to interrupt. Uh, I'm going to tell you. Others. I'm about to tell you why it's your fault. Okay. <laughs> okay. First of all, what you and Robert were talking about, I have an analogy for that. It's like. That conversation was like what I could do if I walked about 100 feet to that dumpster over there in my office and pulled something out. That's what it was, nothing but garbage. <laughs> you know why it was garbage? Let me tell you why it's garbage. I've been calling Sports Talk Radio almost as long as Beaver's been alive. I'm the guy who used to fax in questions to Bill Wahlberg or whatever. Did you was, really? The voice of the Met. Are you yeah. serious? You faxed, you faxed in questions to a radio show? Yes. That is fantastic right there. I mean, come on. Give me some crap. I'm, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> see, I thought you had more sense. I mean, you married the homecoming queen. I'm like, this guy's got a good head on his shoulder. <laughs> really good. I even came to see you. But let me tell you something, Matt. When there's two, two guys, three guys on the screen, and one of those names says more bully, you better ignore those other two. Well, but you, they were before you. I got they were already friends. there. They were already there no, no, before no. you. No, 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 no. Here's yes, what you don't. Yes, I'm before yes, 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 anybody. Yes. Well, but Beaver. I got but Beaver cred. said I you were third. I, Beaver, no. <laughs> let me tell you something. Here's the deal, too. We got it figured out now, buddy. You don't run this show. Me and Beaver run this show because we just did some little trickery on you. But anyway, that's. That's a deal for another day. <laughs> now, I got all fired up. I've forgotten what I wanted to talk about. How about that? Hey, so, wait, you this. I'm not surprised, I'll be if, honest with you. If Bulldog fans want to get in a good mood, you can say what you want to say about women's sports, but the girls are playing tonight at 6.30. Basketball season. And it's going to be whoop time. So, if y'all want to do some cheering, let's do some cheering and get... Uh, Saturday behind us, and look forward to to this coming up Saturday when we're going to have a whooping again. Hey, I'll see but, you. At, I'll see you at the hump. I'll buy you a uh, country pleasing sausage dog. How about that? What is it free to get in tonight? Uh, I don't know if it's free. There's one way to find out. I'll wait for the answer. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Brando just texted us on the Country Pleasing text line. He said, I'd rather fax than deal with Beaver. <laughs> oh, hey. Why is he always right picking there. on Beaver? I don't know, but those are fighting words from me and Beaver. <laughs> who said that? Brando, who called in earlier. He must know. He, he must know. I've Beaver. never heard of Brando. I've never heard of Robert. None of those people. Robert had a great call. Now, I hope you... Hey, Robert had a uh, funnier joke than, than you, you've had on here in a long time. I'm just going to be honest with you. Well, let me tell you something. Order <laughs> means nothing of the callers when you see my name. Okay. All right. You, next, next time you're hanging on, we'll come 
right to you. Next time I'm hanging on and you're flapping your gum, stop flapping them mm-hmm. and come to me. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> you said yes, sir. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, would you do me a favor right now? Hey, would you do me a favor right now? Uh, sincerely. Yeah, maybe. Sin- maybe. Did you maybe. say maybe? Since I have a sincere request. Will you stop flapping okay. your gum so I can get to everybody else who's on the phone line right now? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, more bullet. Call me anytime. For once. <laughs> for once. All right. Ray on line one. Thanks for hitting us back, Ray. What's up? Hey, Matt. Um, look, I just wanted to preface my statement just like you asked by saying I'm not a football expert. Never played beyond high school. I love Mississippi State. I watch SEC ball and Mississippi State ball, but I'm no expert. I don't go back and watch a bunch of film or anything else. Um, I could say all kind of things about Barbay or our head coach where, you know, I don't like what they're doing, their schemes or anything else. But the reason I think people should consider making the change sooner rather than later is we're not well coached. We don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. The secondary doesn't know what coverage they're in. Um, half, I mean, I remember Will Rogers, he's throwing to the sidelines or he's throwing downfield, and, and he literally, he's a nice guy. And he looks over at his receivers and waves his hands like, what are you doing? Like, where were you? They, the receivers don't know where to go. Our secondary doesn't know what coverage they're in half the time. Our line, our offensive line, I can't count the times this season where they run into each other. One, one group's going one way and the other group's pulling the other way, and they run into each other. So the fundamental thing that really bugs me about State this year, regardless of the scheme or whether we should have won five games or six games or seven or whatever it was going to be, even in, the good, even in the good scenario, we are poorly coached and poorly prepared. And that's what I'm seeing as an amateur. I, I'll, I'll leave it with that. I'm not somebody who's wildly knowledgeable about football and can analyze film or anything else. But let me know if you see the same thing or what your thoughts on that are. Yeah, Ray, appreciate the call. Yeah, and there there have been times where, you know, early, late, you know, you can see some of that, you know, missed assignment, mental error stuff. I will say it, it was very obvious at times earlier in the year, and you would see it. I talked about it here on the show and stuff. Um, it, it was almost like it was too much of that, right? Too much of the missed assignment, mental errors. You'd see it on film sometimes at key times. And, and teams don't go play a perfect game. I will say, too, like offensive line group, they have seemed to get a little better and a little better. You don't see as many of the missed assignments. You know, They call them MAs and MEs, mental assignments, you know, missed assignments and mental errors. Um, a little bit of that, but, but still, yeah, you're right. There's been times where there's a general confusion on offense, maybe in a pass game or handling snap stuff when you got to change snap count things. It, it's a lot of those little details. And I feel like, too, that that could be – a byproduct of coaches who haven't coached together very much. You know, when you look at the offensive staff, it's not like they've been together at a previous school. This is their first year to coach together. OC is first year in in the Power Five. You know, it's his first year to coach with this O-line coach and with this receivers coach and and this tight end coach, you know, and together you – some of those things. Uh, defensively, you know, it's a first-year defensive coordinator. It's also a first-year head coach, even though it's kind of pieces moved around. So a lot of that could accumulate that inexperience to where at times there are 
little details that get lost in the shuffle here and there. And so, you know, I wouldn't want to hold them to any standard that you wouldn't hold somebody else. It's, again, I don't expect them to go out there and be perfect, and I know you don't either. They're not going to be. But they have had, at times, too many of those kinds of things, and that's what t- teams that don't win games is what they do. They take two steps forward, they take three back. You know, you get you a big first down, we got to go do it. We get a penalty, now we're first and 15, and we can't throw our way out of it. And, you know, it could be we got too many things we, we can sort of execute, but not great. We try them versus having eight things that I can execute with one eye shut and a hand in my pocket, and I can do it right every time. Well, they know what's coming. Well, so what? So do I. <laughs> you know, it's all, and, and you and I, too, will agree, it's all easier to talk about than it is to actually go do it. But that's the situation they find themselves in. Let's see if we have time for, you know what, it won't be fair. It won't be fair. If I go to the phone right now, it won't be fair. The music will cut you off. All right, so when we come back, <clears throat> the first thing I'm going to do when we come back, I'm throwing the trivia question out there. For a $100 gift card to Country Meat Packers on Highway 49 in Florence. We'll get your answers on the Country Pleasing text line. That's all coming up. And then your phone calls and texts and everything as well. We'll finish it up when we come back. I'm Matt in the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Stick around. It's often difficult to satisfy that special hunger. Not here, because you've got Matt Wyatt. Oh, I am starving. Don't worry, he's got a menu full. All right, back with you, I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. So, I tell you what, uh, trivia question coming. You're going to have a chance to win a $100 gift card to Country Meat Packers, Country Pleasing Sausage. But as you can tell, so many great comments and questions and everything else on the Murray West live thread today. If you're on YouTube uh, or on watching on Facebook, you might have seen more comments and interaction today than, than any day recently. And obviously, you know, two-hour radio show, I haven't been able to look or address or bring up each and every single one, and I hate that. And we've had so many text messages on the Country Pleasing text line. We couldn't possibly get to all of them. We've had almost more phone calls than we've been able to get to as well. And Beaver's been working his fanny off over there making it happen. Appreciate him. So here's what I want to do. Okay, I'm just putting this out there. I'm going to jump back on Facebook Live. We'll do it on Twitter and on the YouTube live stream tonight. Um, We'll just do a live stream tonight at some point. If you will follow me on Twitter, if you don't already, I know many of you do. I'm Radio Wyatt. I'll let you know maybe half an hour ahead of time. I'll give you about a 30-minute heads up. Hey, we're going to go live in 30 minutes. We'll come back in here. I might, instead of standing up, I might sit down. <laughs> and and so anything that you'd like to throw at me and anything that I would like to talk about with you, whether it's 
I'll give you some thoughts on the reunion we had this past weekend, other stuff on team stuff. We'll just do that tonight. We'll do kind of a, almost an AMA, ask me anything, or a Q&A type deal. We'll do it on social media. We'll do it live. I'm thinking probably somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe 7.30, something like that. But but I'll let you know on Twitter. Now, the only drawback is Sven, who's on YouTube, says he's in Berlin, Germany. He says, well, it'll be 3 a.m. over here. <laughs> okay, so Sven, uh, you may be out, okay, but... We get to you a lot here on the live stream, too, and I'm sorry about that. But everybody else, we'll do it again tonight, okay? So heads up on that. We'll, we'll sit down, pull out your phone. If you got a question, whatever, feel free to you – can, you can text it or you'll be able to comment tonight, Facebook, YouTube, and we'll do that. All right, here is a question, and then I'm coming to the phone line, all right? Trivia question. This will be a Mississippi State trivia question. To win a $100 gift certificate that you can go and claim at Country Meat Packers and Country Pleas and Sausage on Highway 49 in Florence. Here is the question. Um, Mississippi State has a lead in the all-time series with Texas A&M in football. State's just over 50% wins in the series at uh, .563. State has a lead in the all-time series against Texas A&M. Text your answer to this question, the country please, and text line. What was Mississippi State's first win against Texas A&M after World War II? What was State's first win against Texas A&M after World War II? The first to get that right on the country please, and text line, and you're the winner. I'll tell you the winner coming up. All right. Let's hit the phone lines. Let me see. Let's go to line three where JR is patiently waiting. JR, thank you for calling. What's up? Hey, yeah. Uh, hey. It was it was awful. <laughs> <laughs> as, as as much as I enjoyed the Arkansas game, that Kentucky game was just abysmal. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and isn't that weird, JR? Because like statistically and and everything you would look at the the Arkansas game and go well it was just as if not worse brutal it's just you want it you know i guess that's it you just you want it which solves everything it seems like yeah well that's that's the name of the game that's is, it is winning yep that's right yeah i'm going to give us state fans a little bit of a reality check mississippi state is in the most competitive division of the most competitive conference in the world period we have to play Alabama Auburn LSU every single year and if that's not enough to beat you up mm-hmm. you got to you got to compete off the field with those guys and get the recruits that those guys don't go after. So anybody who coaches it at Mississippi State has got to be awesome because he's got to do more with less than the Sabins and whatever that guy, that Yankee at LSU. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's just State is in a really tough spot. Yes, they are. They got to compete. 
they got to recruit against these guys, and then they got to go out and take their two-star and three-star recruits and beat Alabama's four-stars and LSU's three and four-stars and Auburn's three and four-stars, and it is a uphill grind. You're exactly right, 100% correct. And if you've been a state fan for long, you can remember some long years with numbers like three and eight. Oh, one of my favorites is five and six. Yeah, that's right. Those were awful years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Tough. that's what we could manage with what we could put on the field. And I think, you know, watching them, you're right. It's a coaching staff that's new to, and it's just been put together, and they're not they not used to working with each other. And you see it on the field when blocks are missed and wideouts run the wrong patterns and stuff, and it's it's tough to watch. Yeah. And we're in a division where the LSU's and Auburns and Alabamas ain't gonna let you get away with it. <laughs> There's just no margin for error, and that's what you're saying. And there really never, no. and there really never has been. That that's for that's true. I mean, that's really true. One of the traditional things about state, the other guys will tell you, is the other teams they don't like to go to Starville because they know Mississippi State's defense is going to whack them in the mouth. Yeah, they might not score against them, but we're going <laughs> to whack them in the mouth. That's that's been, yeah, you know we. We've got a proud tradition of defensive players like Johnny Cooks and Montez Sweet and lots of lots of of our boys play on Sundays. Yeah. So I don't know whether Arnett's the right guy for this. I'm thinking, you know, that an SEC West post for a guy's first head coaching gig is probably mm-hmm. That's <laughs> pretty tough, for sure. Hey, yeah. Jr. Appreciate the call. I got to get to one more call before the music starts. Okay, and I really do appreciate you. I hate to cut you off. Call me anytime. Have a good one, my you too. You too. Call me anytime. By the way, winner is Mansplain. He got it. He was the first to get it in there. Mississippi State uh, has the all-time series lead over Texas A&M, nine wins to seven. And State's first win over Texas A&M after World War II was the Snow Bowl. Shreveport, Louisiana. 2000 Snow Bowl. 43-41, Mississippi State. Mansplain, you're the winner. I'll get you details coming up. Over to the phone line, State Grad 98. Finish this out, State Grad. Thanks for calling. Uh, Yes, sir. First of all, I'd like to say that I'm going to take a win where I can get it. And our uniforms look better than Kentucky's, <laughs> so I can sit. So I'll take the win right there. There you go. Okay. <laughs> and I'll and I know and this won't sound uh, hypocritical of me, and that is pure heresy. So don't ever quote me on this. Okay. But Ole Miss's uniforms Friday, I mean Saturday, looked pretty good. They had that uh like the yeah. spray paint. Uh, straight from their helmet, they yeah. look pretty good. Not as good as state, obviously. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean they just look they look that good. 
Well, you know, and, uh, I noticed Ole Miss, the blue color that Ole Miss wears now, the light blue, like it's a lot different color blue than they used to wear years ago. But it's growing on me. I think it. I think it looks good, also. Yeah, I do. And then, like I say, it's or somebody uh, the other moment. I don't remember when it was, but I called uh, on this trash a trash school, which I wasn't meaning it like the school itself. But now everybody can say I actually gave Old Miss a compliment, which is <laughs> totally unlike me. <laughs> anyway, but no, let's, uh, all state fans let's consider. That are, since our uniforms look better than uh, Kentucky's, let's take that as the win. Okay, yeah. Well, Lord knows we need as we need them as we need as many wins as we can get. Yeah, appreciate it. Ninety-eight. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. All right. Call me. All right, yes, sir. Appreciate well, and and really, the truth is sort of in the name right there. He's state grad ninety-eight, so he graduated the year you know back when we were wearing those <laughs> uniforms and logos. I thought they looked great too. Good to see it at midfield. It was neat, you know. And if it's even if it's not a permanent thing, break it out every now and then. That'd still be cool. Busy show today, and and like I say, if I wasn't able to get to your comment or your text, I do apologize. We'll we'll do a Facebook, YouTube slash Twitter live tonight. We'll get on social media and kind of go back and forth, have a little more time, and see how that goes. And I'll shoot out a tweet with a time, so y'all look for that tonight. All right. That's it for Reaction Monday. For Beaver, I'm Matt. All of us here on the show. See you tomorrow. See you.